More details have come out about this independent review that's been undertaken, um, agreed upon. In fact, the New Zealand Rugby Players Association insisted on it when that Silver Lake deal negotiating, um, and it was stalled for a while, remember, mainly by New Zealand Rugby Players Association. They were the sticking point because they said they weren't happy with the governance of New Zealand Rugby, so a prerequisite for them was an independent review would be undertaken. So we got a sniff of it about two hours ago. So more information has come out on this independent review um, and it's interesting they've used the same phrase Mark Robinson used what was that two weeks ago on a breakdown two weeks ago on Sky when he said not fit for purpose um, pretty much the same thing has come out here so um, the panel chair I'm going to read you a few of the quotes that have just come out actually he said New Zealand rugby in the professional era was a large and complex business the structure it sits within was not designed for a business of this size and complexity there's widespread recognition that change is needed to address the many challenges and we're confident that in this process that we've undertaken is the best route forward the conclusions are not novel they exist and they work in other organisations and environments so they're not recreating a wheel but they're giving a advisory wheel to New Zealand rugby that has proven to have worked with other organisations uh, he goes on to say there's been a number of reviews in recent times and it is this panel's fervent hope that this is the last review of this type and that walk finally replaces talk uh, the report said the panel reached its conclusions having consulted with many many stakeholders talked to 200 people um, in December last year, New Zealand Rugby Board commissioned the independent review of our constitution and governance structure. This is Dame Patsy Reddy, who's the New Zealand chair, uh, and she said it was with the aim of ensuring that rugby is best placed for the future. Um, goes on to say New Zealand Rugby received the review today and the board will now take time to digest it fully. I would suggest, Dame Patsy, you don't take too long. We are committed to considering all recommendations. I would say don't consider them, implement them. Dame Patsy Reddy. You've commissioned them. They've come up with solutions. By all means consider, but you better implement as well. Uh, and she goes on to say, we'll consult all of our member unions and stakeholders on their views and next steps to deliver the best possible governance framework for rugby in New Zealand. The Chief Executive of the New Zealand Rugby Players Association said, I won't read out all of these things, but he said it's a complex organisation. Uh, the purpose of the review is to ensure New Zealand rugby has a fit for purpose. There's that phrase again, constitutional arrangement, structures, processes, blah, blah, blah. We believe the panel has undertaken a thorough and consultative process resulting in a quality, evidence-based report with a compelling set of recommendations for the game to now consider in detail. And he acknowledges and thanks the panel. On Super Rugby, it addressed difficult matters that must be addressed to make Super Rugby a viable and commercially attractive competition. The report says, The early success enjoyed by the competition has not endured. Super Rugby's relationship to the MPC competition and its pressing financial issues are two of the central issues that must be addressed by the sport. If Super Rugby is to be viable, commercially attractive competition that fans will want to re-engage with, difficult matters must be addressed and decisions made, as the current approach of a bet both ways is simply not working. But the downstream reality of a commercial approach will not please everyone. The current competition was described to us 
as a dog's breakfast. Fans are unclear on when the competition will start, which players will play, and how they should relate to both Super Rugby and NPC. Super Rugby is in danger of becoming a television-only experience because the fans have not been put front and centre. Fans, you've been ringing the station for two years telling me that. Finally, it's in an independent report. Fans were involved. Well done for speaking up. The report also found many challenges facing rugby in New Zealand and it was connected with its professionalism and has created the need for greater commercialisation to deliver the revenue it needed to support it. Not enough money. Private equity investors have been attracted to rugby for the opportunity they perceive to further develop the economic value of the sport. The money New Zealand rugby has obtained from one of these investors, Silver Lake, has been readily accepted and there is no retreat from the professional era. But... The professional game and the entry of private investors demand a matching standard of governance. The governance is not meeting the demands of investors. This initiation of this review is explicit acknowledgement that this is not in place, nor the need fully recognised. Player power is here to stay, and more nuanced, mutually beneficial relationship between players and administrators is needed. This is evident to some degree at the operational level, but not yet across governance. Again, conflict, especially when played out in public, is uh, diversionary and destructive. Six New Zealand-based super clubs including Moana Pacifica, and 14 MPC teams in a country of 5 million people is not working financially. On average, 59% of the MPC union's expenditure is on high performance, arguably at the expense of game development. Both competitions face rising costs and have seen drastic falls in game revenue. For the provincial unions, the gap has been filled by money flowing from the centre. Um, On-field professionalism, yes, off-field amateurism. The panel received complaints about how how the process was manipulated in the last cycle to enable New Zealand rugby against the inclination of some of its members to meet the government's required 40% female membership target on the boards of funded sports and recreation organisation. Further on the women's game, it said it was unclear if everyone is on board with developing the women's game. That's despite the World Cup win last November. New Zealand Rugby responded with a detailed 10-year strategy and solid investment in the current year of 21 million. There were 24,500 women players in 2022. 17, well, near enough 18% of total players. The women's game has its own set of challenges and some are concerned that this is not reflected in the approach being taken. There's still old thinking being applied to the women's game. What has made men's rugby successful is not necessarily transferable. It's suggested that the key consideration needs to be what the home life of the player looks like. The women's game is family-based. The simple questions of access for prams, for example, were cited. So that needs to be looked at um, hard. Final few thoughts. The New Zealand, uh, the report found there was a lack of understanding of the competencies of the board needs post like New Zealand Rugby Board needs directors with skills, knowledge and experience relevant to the level of its challenges it demands. Many of those people who spoke with the panel from the perspective of the provincial union are convinced the formation of New Zealand Rugby commercial subsidiary means the New Zealand Rugby Board can now, in sense, be slimmed down and make a fundamental shift 
to being a more provincial union orientated or rugby board. One, it seems, that would be drawn largely from current and past provincial union directors. In our view, this would be highly irresponsible. The assumption that non-rugby matters have been transferred to New Zealand um, NZRC reveals a fundamental misunderstanding of the structure and process of corporate governments in the organisation. While legally structured as a limited partnership, NZRC is a subsidiary, which is the commercial arm, is a subsidiary of New Zealand Rugby. As the parent entity, New Zealand Rugby remains accountable for the performance of its commercial offspring. New Zealand Commercial Division is no more than a tool for New Zealand Rugby to achieve objectives. For that reason, the New Zealand Rugby Board continues to need directors who are competent to oversee the relationship, provide strategic input, ensure the subsidiary performs as required, and manage the challenges and risks accompanying the partnership with private equity and other external investors. There have been multiple recent reviews in recent years, the problem definition is clear, it's agreed upon within the sport and it's laid out in detail of this review. Solutions appear elusive. In the panel's opinion, this is largely a leadership issue. It's f- I, I haven't read all of it. It's pretty damning on the governance of New Zealand rugby, the leadership of New Zealand rugby. It's taken nearly two years to do this review. Now, I don't mind that. I don't like reviews for review's sake, but I don't mind that if they've come to this conclusion. They've given them the solutions. The things that concern me is we will take time to consider the recommendations. You better do some implementing. You better do some implementing. Um, Big text message here. Uh, Unnamed. Um... New Zealand Rugby Union have done an extensive review up and down the country. They told us they have been up and down the country engaging with all people who have skin in the game. SENZ has many listeners with skin in the game. I'd love to know if any of them have been contacted by NZRU with this review. Uh, Case in point, uh, it wasn't the New Zealand Rugby Union commissioned the review. They didn't undertake it. They didn't undertake it. So it would have been the Independent Commission. They say they spoke to 200 people. Uh, so they continue to ignore the people, New Zealand rugby, the fans. I know a lot of people within club, provincial and super rugby. No one I know has been contacted in this review. It's another case of New Zealand rugby ticking a box and hiding. A new board of four people with only one being an ex-All Black. You know to become an All Black, you go through steps. You play club, NPC, super, then an All Black. What about the people running the game? The CEO of... Oh, I need to open this because it's longer. Sorry, folks. Bear with me. Uh, The CEO of our local union, um, I'm not going to out who it is, but has had a number of jobs. He hasn't been the president of a rugby club. He hasn't been a manager. He hasn't been a coach. He hasn't worked his way up. He got the job because of who he knows, not what he's done. Mate, no doubt... We need people with business experience, people who understand profitability, governance and business sense. But more importantly, we need rugby people who live, breathe and love rugby to be running the game. When was the last time Dame Patsy was a manager of a club or a team? When did she last play? When was she last on a rugby committee? No, she was appointed as a tick box option. Unless we go back to having passionate people with skin in the game, running the game, no review will fix New Zealand rugby. 
Tremendous text message. Tremendous text message. Have any of you out there been part of this review? Now, they did say they spoke to over 200 people, so pretty remote chance that one is the 200. And in amongst that 200, I would imagine a big chunk of that 200 would have been provincial unions who would have spoke candidly, anonymously. Um, I'd imagine um, chairs of all provincial Heartland MPC unions would have been spoken to. Uh, sectors of women's rugby would have been spoken to. I'd imagine sevens would have been included as well. But they did say that the fans' feedback was, what was my quote? Uh, Super Rugby was a dog's breakfast, was the quote that was put in the report. And I'm pleased they didn't dilute it down. So if you you were involved in the review or know of anyone in the review, I'd be interested anonymously, you don't have to phone, I'd be interested anonymously on a text message on 8833 if you if you were involved in what, what was involved and how did it how did it go about. We haven't seen the review, we've got snippets and I just wonder if it will be made public, probably not. Uh, New Zealand Rugby did pay for the reviews to be done but they were hands off in it. Graeme Murray was on there um, and I think it was the CEO or the board chair of Fonterra, so well credentialed. But it sounds like from the bits that we have have been shared with us, um, they haven't pulled any punches. No punches pulled. Double eight, double three. Always welcome to get your text. And thanks for that text. I didn't read your name, but um, interesting insight there. Right, we shall take a break. And on the other side, earlier today, uh, straight after the match, I caught up with um, Black Caps coach Gary Stead. We'll play you that chat we had after this break.